Welcome back to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on Atlanta's own AM920, The Answer. In this first segment of the show, the Metro Atlanta Residential Real Estate Update for the last seven days. In which direction is the market trending? I'm telling you folks, if you listen to these numbers, you'll know things about the Metro Atlanta market way before anybody else does. In our Something You Should Know About Atlanta segment, the Swan House, which is more fully described as the Edward Inman Swan House. Something you probably should know about here in Metro Atlanta. And can you find another home to buy if you have a home to sell? Can you do that in today's market? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that's typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to learn anything at closing or after that you should have learned before. And if you listen regularly, you know that I love to connect with you. In fact, I just a few minutes ago opened a birthday card from a listener in Conyers and it made my day. I love to connect with people who listen to the radio show. And if you want to connect with me, it's easy. Just go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments if you want to. You can push back on anything I've shared on the radio. You can share your own ideas. Some of our best topics come from questions and people just sharing ideas. Here's what I thought this meant, and it gets the discussion going. You can also request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. And you can subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast is available on every major podcasting network. If you go to gogaddisradio.com, scroll to the bottom, look at podcast, click on podcast. You can click the link there. You can go straight to the podcasting platform of your choice and sign up for our podcast. Let's go ahead and jump into the Metro Atlanta residential real estate update for the last seven days. Why on earth do we give real estate updates every seven days? Because when the market is changing... You cannot recognize changes fast enough if you're looking at the inventory, if you're looking at the numbers after the month closes, because it's two or three weeks after the month closes. We're looking at all the data in real time, and we're looking for the number of new listings to be larger than the number of homes that went under contract, because that means, if that's the case, that there is more. There are more homes and houses available for sale, condos and townhomes as well, for sale in Atlanta now than there were this time seven days ago. That means something to buyers and sellers, and we'll talk about that. So let's, we're also looking for the number of price decreases that happen on a weekly basis. And as this number continues to climb, you know that there is some stress in the market. Now, it does not mean that market prices would go down if our inventory gets a little bit more back into balance. They might just not go up as fast as they were increasing in the past, they increased 2021 over 2020 to the tune of 18, 19% here in Metro Atlanta. We're saying that's probably not going to happen, but will houses still appreciate 3 to 5%? Probably so. In the last seven days in Metro Atlanta, 3,050 homes were listed. I need to have a little drum roll here so that now I can tell you that there were 1,621 homes put under contract, which means... It was almost 1,400 more houses listed in the last seven days than there were houses that were absorbed by the market that the buyers put under contract, which means if you are a buyer and you are looking for houses and you have been discouraged, please stick with it. 
I'm telling you, your time is coming. You're going to find the perfect house. There were 1,658 homes with a price decrease. That means there were 1,658 sellers in Metro Atlanta who raised their hands saying, hey, I believe I'm more motivated. I'm more interested in negotiating with you. I'm more interested in bargaining over the sale of my home. I want to be more flexible than I was this time last week. Closing out the data, 2,419 closings. <clears throat> Metro Atlanta real estate market was 115,000 closings in 2021. 2419 is probably a little behind pace over where we would have been this time last year, but not too far off pace. In our Here's something you should know about Metro Atlanta segment. It is the Swan House, more specifically as I mentioned before, the Edward Inman Swan House, which is a mansion in Atlanta, Georgia. It was designed by Philip T. Schultz, uh, excuse me, Schutz, S-H-U-T-Z-E, who was evidently a fairly prominent architect in Metro Atlanta. It was built in 1928 for Edward and Emily Inman. It, the, the home is often described as eclectic. It features several different architectural styles. It is widely uh, Philip. Uh, Schutz, S-H-U-T-Z, is widely regarded as Atlanta's best-known architect. He was a classical architect predominantly throughout North America, and he was particularly known for his skill, skill in detailing and proportions. He studied at the Georgia School of Technology, if you know where that is, Georgia Tech, Columbia University, and the American Academy in Rome. The design features stone obelisks and fountains that are present outside of the house. There are also sculptures by the entrance representing the seasons of summer and autumn, and these contribute to the Italian villa feel. I've never been there. I've never even seen it. I would like to go visit. Inside there is a vestibule, a library, a morning room, a dining room, four bedrooms, a sitting room, a basement, and an apartment in the attic. <laughs> That's probably where I'll have to live someday, in an apartment at somebody's attic. The interior decoration is a collaboration between Schutz and Emily Inman. The house is perched on top of a hill, and there's a staircase at the back of the house with a dramatic water cascade running down the hill. The formal gardens outside the house were also designed by Schutz. The gardens feature terraced lawns, stone walls, and a formal motor court. The Swan House was designed specifically for the residents of Edward and Emily Inman, as I mentioned, who were the affluent heirs to a cotton fortune. I wonder why I wasn't an heir to a cotton fortune. I would like to have a house designed for me way back when. I'm going to have to talk to my mom and dad about that. The Inmans used their money to help rebuild Atlanta after the deconstruction it endured in Civil War. Wow. The, excuse me, not deconstruction, the destruction it endured during the Civil War. Emily Inman gave the Swan House its name based on the motif and swans present throughout the house's exterior. The swan motif was one of her favorite things about the house. In addition to the house itself, the Inmans also owned the surrounding 23-acre site. Construction of the house began in 1925. It is located in Buckhead. It was completed in March of 1928. In 1966, it was purchased by the Atlanta Historical Society, and it has proved to be an insufficient space for the Historical Society's headquarters, so a new building was built on the grounds. The Swan House itself was turned into a museum, so you can go see that. The house has been restored to its original state, with both the interior and exterior refurbished to be historically accurate. The property has been open to the public 
for tours since 1967, providing a glimpse into the Society of Atlanta in the 1920s. I think I have been down near this location, and I think I know where this house is, and I'm excited about going to see it. The Swan House was used as a set location for the Hunger Games Catching Fire and the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, and it's also serving as an equivalent to the White House Within the alternate worlds of the films, the mansion was chosen for its classical style and antique details as directors wanted a location which looked like it had been there forever. The Swan House is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we believe we can sell your house for fifty thousand excuse me, for thirty thousand dollars. Man, you know what? I think I could sell it for 50000 more than your neighbor, but we believe we could sell it for $28,000 more than your neighbor. If you want to learn specifically how we do that and get our take on what it would look like to sell your home, go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. Put in a little information. I'll follow up with you myself and talk to you about your home and what I think we can help you do to sell your house for more money than your neighbors sold their house for. Again, gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Does the idea of putting your home on the market and not knowing where in the world you will go make you nervous, make you really scared, almost paralyzed? Would it ease your concerns to know that there are more homes coming on the market and now is a great time to move up? We've got a listener question. This is from Margaret in Ackworth. With our family growing, we desperately want to sell and buy a bigger home, but are scared to death that we will be homeless since it seems that homes are still moving so quickly. What are our options? The reality is is that housing inventory is continuing to grow. And, Margaret, I encourage you to um, – well, let me ask you this, Margaret. Would it be ridiculous for you to put your home on the market to gauge buyer interest and determine what price someone is willing to pay? Because I think the answer in most cases to that question is no. It wouldn't be ridiculous to do that. It might make good sense to do that. And so if you put your home on the market, I don't know what condition your home is in. I don't know if it would be an A for the market area, a B or a C, whatever it would be. But if the home is in good condition and in a good area, I think you'd be surprised that, number one, you could still sell the house very quickly and for good money, and number two, you probably would be able to have a good bit of control or influence over the details of the purchase, meaning you might be able to have an extended closing. You might be able to make that closing contingent on the purchase of a new home. My suggestion for you is it is way better right now to move forward doing what is making you nervous to do than it would be to wait and see what happens in the future. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step -step through the entire loan process so they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available and can make the best decisions along the way. He can be reached by calling 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back... Interest rates, interest rates, interest rates. What on earth is going on? And what should we expect as we continue to move forward through the year 2022? We're going to take a, take a quick break, but don't go away. We'll be right back.